0: The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams from the service already in progress. Amen. Let's look into the Lord very quickly as we uh, prepare our hearts to go into the Word of the Lord. Father God, thank you for this day, for this is the day you've made. We rejoice and we're glad in it. Thank you for being our Father and our God. Thank you for being our sovereign King. Thank you for watching over us. Thank you for bringing us into a new year, a new season. And Father, we claim this season in your name. We ask you to order our steps this year, delight in our way. We ask you, Father God, that whatever plans we may have devised in our hearts for this year, we lean and depend on you to direct our steps. So we acknowledge you, we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory, and we're asking you, Father God, to do for us this year what we've been unable to do for ourselves. For you are our total resource. You are our everything. Now, Father, we ask you to send forth the words of the learned that I might speak a word in season that might bless and edify and encourage your people to strengthen them in their journeys. So we thank you, Father God. And we say, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable In your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. Now after John was put in prison... Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. These two little verses are packed with so much information and revelation. We often miss it. But here we see in verse 14 that it was only after John the Baptist was put in prison that Jesus came into Galilee to begin his public ministry. You know, John had said that he must increase. John had said that he must increase, that Jesus could increase. John was thrown into prison not just for preaching the kingdom, of heaven, But he was also thrown into prison because he spoke truth to power. And that got him thrown into prison. So after John was put into prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching. Don't miss this. Preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Let me say it again. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. And what is that message? The time is fulfilled. And this is what Paul has said to the Galatians. Galatians chapter 4. That when the time was fulfilled, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, that he might redeem those that were under the law, that we might be adopted as sons. So Jesus preached that time had been fulfilled. And he says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Now, please understand what at hand means. It doesn't mean that it's far away. It's up in heaven. When Jesus said the kingdom of God is at hand, he was saying the kingdom of God is present. It's here and it's now. The kingdom of God is at hand. And he preached, repent, repent, repent. In other words, change your mind about God, change your mind about yourselves, turn, repent, think differently, and believe the gospel. Now, many times in a new year, that's where we are right now, we're in a new year, and many times in a new year, people will set goals for themselves. And some of the goals are simple, some could be challenging, and some goals can be very lofty. But sometimes some of your goals are just unrealistic and unreachable. Don't set a goal to lose 50 pounds this year if you have never achieved losing 10 pounds. You want to keep your goals realistic and, re- and reasonable, is that right? Right? So everybody's set goals for themselves. If you don't, you ought to. But notwithstanding that, you know, every goal begins, I want you to think about this. Every goal begins with a vision, a vision. And what do Proverbs tell us about a vision? Proverbs says, where there is no vision, the people perish. What was the preacher saying there? The preacher Solomon was saying where there is no revelation, where there is no prophecy, where there is no mental sight, he says people will drift aimlessly away. They will cast off restraint. And when you're drifting in your life, you don't have a purpose and you don't have a conviction about where you're going then you get exposed to the wiles of the devil so vision answers at least three questions vision answers the question where do i want to go where do i want to go hmm? or where am i going what do i tend to do and what would I like to become? And so that's a question for every one of us today. On the first day of this new year, a year we've never seen before, we need to ask ourselves, in 2023, where am I going? In 2023, what do I intend to do? In 2023, what would I like to become? That's what Vision answers, at least those three questions. Now, here in our text, we, we see where Jesus began his public ministry. And he began his public ministry with a vision where God and his kingdom were the primary goal. And I, I be likewise, this is what I believe, any goal that we set... Any vision we have ought to do the same. Hmm? We're followers of Christ. And as followers of Christ, our vision statements must always be in alignment with the vision statement of Jesus. And that's what I want to talk to you about a few minutes. I want to talk about the vision statement of Jesus. Not my vision, not your vision, I want to talk about his vision. So what was the vision statement of Jesus? The vision statement of Jesus was very simple. It had about three pillars, if you will. The vision statement of Jesus was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. I really need you to get this. It was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The vision statement of Jesus was getting sinners to repent. The vision statement of Jesus was getting people to believe the gospel. That was his vision statement, a very simple vision statement. So Jesus knew what his vision was, but he also knew what it wasn't. And That's where we get in trouble sometimes. We don't know our visions, and sometimes if you think you know your vision, Then you begin to engage in activity. You begin to pursue things that has nothing to do with your vision. Don't let anybody cause you to drift out of your lane. And don't you stray away from what you believe God is placing your heart. Don't let nobody talk you out of it. So Jesus knew exactly what his vision was, but he also knew what it wasn't. Now, according to Matthew, according to Mark and Luke, they all recorded that Jesus said these words, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus was clear about it. My ministry, my vision is preaching the gospel of the kingdom so that sinners could repent, so that people could believe the gospel. But it's not my ministry to call the righteous. I didn't come to call the righteous. So it's not enough to say I believe this is my vision. But you must have the understanding about what is not your vision. There are certain things you just don't do if they're not taking you in the direction of the fulfillment of your vision. Don't let nobody or nothing turn you around. Cause you to look to the left or the right. Set your face like flint and keep advancing, growing in God, maturing in God, and becoming what you intended to be. What do you intend to do? What would you like to become? Then stay the course. And that's what Jesus did. What I ask you a question is we hear a lot of preaching. You know, I've, I've been in a church all my life that I can remember, I've heard a lot of preaching. I've been involved with a lot of different groups, organizations, and so-called circles in the body of Christ, and I've heard a lot of different kind of preaching. How's it that we hear almost everything preached except the gospel of the kingdom of God? We hear faith preached. Come on. We hear healing preach. We hear deliverance preach. Prosperity, we hear that preach. We hear people preach about almost everything except the gospel of the kingdom of God. How's that we hear all that? But we don't hear what Jesus preached. I don't know about you, but I want to do my best to be like Jesus. And how could my message be so different from his? He preached the gospel of the kingdom of God some people say, well, God's called me to preach faith. He's called me to preach healing. He's called me to preach deliverance, prosperity. And you know what a lot of believers do? They seek after faith. Come on, healing, deliverance, prosperity, or whatever else. The higher life. They seek after those things. But at the same time, you're seeking all those things you have forgotten about. The gospel of the kingdom of God, and when you forget about the gospel of the kingdom of God, you've forgotten about the king himself. How many hear what I'm saying? In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus called to himself his disciples, his 12 disciples, and he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out. He gave them power over all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Then Jesus said to those 12, go and preach. But verse 7 tells us in chapter 10 of Matthew exactly what he told them to preach. He says, go and preach. And as you go, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is what you preach, he said. Preach the kingdom. That it is at hand. All gospel is not kingdom gospel. Now we need to understand what the word gospel means. The word gospel simply means good news. Good news, that's all it means. But gospel is not the message, gospel describes the message. And Jesus said, preach the gospel of the kingdom. In other words, there's good news about this kingdom. And if we're not preaching the good news about this kingdom, then the goodness of this kingdom, we will always fall short of it. Because we're always chasing something. Always vying after something. When Jesus said the kingdom is At hand. That's what he said. So all gospel is not the gospel of the kingdom. You can preach a gospel of faith, a gospel of healing, gospel of deliverance, a gospel of prosperity, whatever gospel you want to preach, but the gospel only describes the message. But the message Jesus described for every one of us was the message of the kingdom of God. Let me illustrate this for you. You you know, when when we planted this church, I presented a vision to the, incorporators, to the incorporators, and the vision was a vision that has six pillars, but the very first pillar of our vision is called proclamation, and it goes something like this. That God has called and established a Gopi Word Fellowship to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God with a message of unconditional love and acceptance. If you don't believe me? Look at it. Look at it on the floor. It's on the wall. This is what I've tried to do, but I haven't been perfect at doing it. But that's my assignment. That's your assignment to preach the gospel of the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So I'm not trying to minimize faith. I'm not trying to say healing isn't important. I know healing is important. I'm not telling you that people don't need to be delivered. That's not what I'm telling you. I'm not telling you you don't need prosperity. There are things you want. There are things you need. But there's a way to get the things you want and the things you need. And I heard Pastor Ron quote the scripture earlier from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Jesus said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take no thought. Don't be anxious about your life. Jesus take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we put on? After all these things do the Gentiles seek? In other words, do the pagans, the unbelievers seek? But your heavenly father knows the things you have need of. Let me say it again. Your heavenly father already knows what you need even before you pray about it. Why? Because the kingdom of heaven is near. It's already here. So what is the kingdom? What is the kingdom? What is the kingdom? The kingdom of God is the extension of God's rule and dominion and government in the earth and the universe. It's an extension here on earth what's already in heaven. That's the kingdom of God. You might say, why the kingdom of God? Why did Jesus preach the kingdom of God? Remember, God first and foremost extended his kingdom with Adam and Eve. When he placed them in the Garden of Eden, that was an extension of the kingdom of God on earth. But Adam fell. He didn't fall from heaven Adam didn't even fall from grace. Adam fell from dominion. God gave Adam and Eve dominion. And they fell from dominion through disobeying God, transgressing against the commandment of God. So ever since Adam and Eve have failed, God has been setting the earth up to bring his kingdom, in other words, to restore his kingdom again. So when Jesus came, he came as the second Adam because the first Adam failed, And he's coming after that as the second Adam. And he's saying, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. Repent, all you descendants of Adam. Repent because you're born in sin. Repent and believe the gospel. What is the good news about this kingdom? That the Father knows you have, what what things you have need of before you ask. This kingdom is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the good news about this kingdom. Glory to God. So where is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom? I always pray with the kingdom in mind. I pray the prayer that Jesus taught His disciples in Matthew chapter eleven. That's my model for prayer. And He prayed, He taught His disciples to pray, "Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven." Where is the kingdom? Where is the kingdom? Luke chapter seventeen. The Pharisees came to Jesus and demanded that he tell them when the kingdom of God should come. Jesus said to the Pharisees, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. The kingdom of God is a spiritual kingdom. It's an invisible kingdom. It's a kingdom in your heart. The kingdom doesn't come with observation. Neither will they say, look here or look there. He says, behold. The kingdom of God is within you. You have the answer already inside of you. You don't have to run at the messages. You don't have to fall for gimmicks. You have the answer inside of you already. And where there is a kingdom, there is a king. And the king he sits on his throne, he reigns on the throne of our hearts. So, whatever we need, we need to begin to look inside to the king and his kingdom. This is what Jesus preached. The kingdom of God is at hand. So you might be asking yourself the question: then why has the vision statement of Jesus been ignored almost? It's been overlooked. Why? Why has it been diminished? We're lifting up everything in our churches and our ministries as believers. We're lifting up everything other than what Jesus preached. We don't even talk about the king. We don't talk about the kingdom. But that's all Jesus preached. That's the only thing he preached was the kingdom of God. So why is it overlooked? Well, here's what I can offer to you. Too many of us as believers are Nicodemus Christians. What's a Nicodemus Christians? Oh, we believe in the power of God. We believe in Jesus that he is a great teacher and he's a great man from God because no man can do these miracles except God be with him. We all believe that. but Jesus told Nicodemus that wasn't enough. Jesus told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, truly, truly, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see, he cannot see, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Then he wanted to tell Nicodemus, in verse 5 of John 3, he said, Nicodemus, truly, truly, I say unto you, except the man is born of water and of spirit, He cannot enter the kingdom of God. So two opposite words there about the kingdom. Jesus said, the kingdom was something you could see. Now, wait a minute. We know that it doesn't come by observation. So how are we going to see it? You're going to see it by faith in your heart. He says, except the man see this kingdom, he cannot be born again. And except the man enter the kingdom, Except a man be born again, he can't enter the kingdom. How are you going to enter what you don't see? This is why we're not more kingdom oriented, more kingdom uh, conscientious. Because we don't see it, therefore we can't enter it. And I'm telling you, when you seek first the king. And his kingdom, the king promised all these things to be added to you. So if you have the king and his kingdom in your heart, if you have that greater blessing, does not stand the reason that you also have all these lesser blessings? You've got Jesus himself, and he is the king. And he says, unless you're born again, you won't see this. Unless you're born again, you won't be able to enter into this. But I believe God wants us to be more than Nicodemus. You see, Nicodemus was a man that loved God. He was a man that had a relationship with God. But Jesus was telling him that wasn't enough. Jesus said there's a kingdom here now. There's a kingdom being restored back to the people on earth. And that kingdom is called the kingdom of God. And except the man be born again, he cannot see this kingdom. Except a man be born naturally as well as spiritually, he can't enter this kingdom. That's what he said. Let me say this. I'm I'm running out of time a little bit here. But vision, talk about the vision statement of Jesus. And I believe the same way Jesus had a vision statement, every one of us need our own vision statement. Don't have to be anything complicated. We need our own vision statement. But a vision has to be birthed in your heart. I need you to hear this. A vision has to be birthed in your heart. You can't emulate somebody's vision. You can't copy somebody. It has to be birthed in your heart. And how are you ever, ever going to bring or contribute to a vision? How are you gonna have a vision? for your marriage when you don't have a vision for yourself? How are you going to have a vision for your family when you don't have a vision for yourself? How are you going to have a vision for your church or your church ministry when you don't have a vision for yourself? Jesus began with a vision statement. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Now, repent is not a bad word. It simply means... Just to change the way you think. It means to change your mind and have afterthought. To think differently. The kingdom is here and now. So Jesus preached the kingdom of God. Some, Some places in the gospel you'll find where he preached the kingdom of heaven. John the Baptist preached the kingdom of heaven. So is there a difference between the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God? Is there a difference? They're the same. One speaks of the place, and the other one speaks of the person. Let me say it this way. The kingdom of heaven speaks of where that kingdom comes from, and the kingdom of God tells us whose kingdom it is. Jesus is the king of the kingdom. And all God's doing, he's trying to bring us a little bit of heaven here on earth. You see, if you really understand the message of the kingdom, then you don't believe in pie in the sky. Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship, where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net, 1430 South New Hope Road. Agape Word Fellowship.